guys, we're back for another exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. It's Masters Week. You know I'm looking for my boy to pull out, uh, pull off a victory this this week. I, I saw a stat the other day that this is the smallest field in the Masters history since 1997. And if you recall who won in 1997, it was Tiger. So I don't know. Things are playing his way. He's playing well. He played two practice rounds last week. His first two practice rounds, he didn't miss a fairway. Think about that. So it's going to be an exciting week. But before we jump into the Masters, we have Alex with us from TourFit Golf Labs. TourFit is located at Tiburon Golf Club here in Naples, Florida. So I didn't have to go far to find him and to pull him onto the show. It's fun to be able to, to see him on this side of the business because I know what TourFit does to an extent. I've worked with him in the past on some numbers. And it's just going to be exciting to get to know a little bit more about him and a little bit more about TourFit Golf Labs. As always, this episode is presented by Eat Sleep Golf. Excited to see things moving along with the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, click the subscribe link down below. Would love to have everybody getting notified. That's the coolest part, right? If you subscribe, you don't even have to go and look for the hashtag Wednesday Match Play. When an episode is launched every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard, boom, you get a notification. You get an email. You don't even gotta, you ain't gotta try to find it. Like I make it so easy. You don't even have to try to find it. But enough about that. Let's talk about Tourfit Golf Labs. And I would try to pronounce Alex's last name, but I can't. And he's tried to help me pronounce it several times. And I'm just not going to be able to. So, Alex, tell us how to pronounce your last name. And welcome to the hashtag Wednesday Match Play. Yeah, first off, Ricky, thank you for sure for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here. So to to give you a flavor of the Canadian love, uh, it's, it's Giguerre. Um, so follows mostly after the, uh, the hockey goalie that played for a little bit of the Colorado avalanche. Although I have no relation, I still try to get the story to sound like I know who he is, but, uh, uh thank you again for having me on here. And it's a pleasure to, to be with you today. So give us an overview. So what is Tour of Golf Labs? What do they do? I mean, I always see you out there in the range with people. I know you're, you're a club fitting company, right? Like you've got this cart. I want you to talk about the cart a little bit, what's in the cart, what you guys do. But just give us the elevator pitch, the 10,000-foot view of what Tour Fit Golf Labs is all about. Yeah, perfect. So to give you a, a great idea of, of who we are and what we do, so Tour Fit Golf Labs is a brand agnostic uh, club fitting company. We offer over 50,000 combinations. Yes, that's 50 with three zeros at the end. 50,000 combinations of shafts and heads put together. Uh, so what we do is we offer different shafts from different manufacturers, drivers, all the way down to wedges. Uh, so we offer those in different lengths in the irons as well, uh, really giving the person that's coming to see us a great opportunity to get fit into something that's meant for them. Uh, we also carry a lot of different manufacturing head companies. Uh, and we lose, we use a system called Club Conex in order to make it unisex uh, per manufacturer and shaft. So what we do also is we use TrackMan, one of the state-of-the-art uh, fitting components out there and teaching, really. Um, they've taken off on the world of golf. And without that, I'd, I'd be stuck in my old days. If that sounds good, it looks great, but really you don't know what it's doing. Um, so with that, what we do is we use the optimizer. Uh, with the optimizer, they've created an algorithm based off of club head speed, what your total distance should be on the driver, and what your carry distance should be on much of the other clubs in the bag. Um, so what we do then is I allow you to take an average of what you bring into me that day. Um, if there's anything for me to gain, I'm going to go hard at work and picking some of those options until we maximize your distance and your accuracy, giving you the best ability to play the best golf. 
That's awesome. And, you know, Jay, Jay Doc Griffin has been on the show before. He's a top 100 master club fitter. He fit me for some irons not long ago. The dude is, quite frankly, a geek. He just gets the talk. He knows everything there is to know about club heads. One of the things that I found interesting is he asked me to hit a club. And he's like, don't look at it. I want you to hit three, I think either three or five balls. And he's like, I want you to hit three balls with those three. He's like, hit three balls with this club. Hit the first one. I'm like, I uh, felt pretty good. Hit the second one. Almost the exact same ball flight. Hit the third one. Same thing. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, before you look at it, what do you think if I said I was going to put you into a set of blades? And I was thinking, well, I'm a single-digit handicap, but I'm not blade good, you know, right? So I'm like, no way. There's no way I can hit blades. And he's like, look at that club. It was a blade. And I'm like, wow, how, how does that work? And he's like, you don't think you're good enough to hit a blade. And what was cool about it is he, he's also a top 100 teaching professional. And what was cool is he was able to tie in the way he teaches and the way he talks to players about things into the club fitting process. And, and I, I worked with you just in an effort to get to know more about tour fit and just in an effort to see kind of what the process and the flow was. You and I spent about three hours, two hours in the range, not long ago, walking through the same thing. And it was a totally different experience, but it was still the way you talked about different club heads and, and launch angles and, and the track man data was so powerful just to see kind of the dispersion of things and, and in the fitting that you and I did to be able to say, hey, this head hits it four yards further, but the dispersion is a little bit more skewed and, and to be able to find the perfect, the perfect clubs. So there's no question that anybody looking at new clubs should be fit. And I would be hard pressed to think that anybody would buy a club off the rack and be able to hit it without being fit. So that being said, there's a lot of manufacturers out there. Just this week at Tiburon, we have a Callaway demo day coming up. We've had the PXG out of the facility. There's so many brands, Titleist and, and ping and you know Lynx golf is coming back and alpha golf and miura like you could just name it for hours right so what are some of the maybe the three main club manufacturers that you work with and are there any brands that if somebody says hey do you work with this brand that you maybe don't work with yeah so uh well to give you one that we don't work with right now is hamna now doesn't mean that we don't know what's out there and what's available um just so happens that most of our market has an axe for it at our specific location. Uh, so to give you an idea of some of the other brands we carry, we do carry most of the five main manufacturers, TaylorMade, Titleist, Cobra, Cleveland, Strixon, and Callaway. Uh, but we also carry some aftermarket stuff like Mira, Epon, uh, PXG, if you want to consider them, not the regular manufacturer, but the upgraded you know, aftermarket just because of their price point. Um, so those are the ones we offer as far as head options and then shaft options. We do carry, um, Acra, um, Fujikura, um, and a bunch of Mitsubishi chemicals and, and of their different lines. Well, that's really cool because like the cart and, and just give us an overview of the cart because I keep talking about this cart. Like it's basically every shaft and club head and driver head. Like it's, it's pretty detailed. So what's in that cart? Yeah, so to, to give an idea of the, the customer, it's uh, it's actually an eight-foot trailer that we converted into a, a mobile fitting cart where we house just about 600 shafts. I'm working on getting every one of those spots full just so I got a little bit more work and a little bit more uh, possibility for the golfer. Uh, so like I said, we carry just about 600 shafts. Um, on both sides, we have uh, what I like to call my Lamborghini doors. Um, they like to fly up. And on one side, yes, sir. <laughs> On one side, we have uh, my computer, which I work off of, some tools and some extra storage space, obviously, just to make the day uh, go a little bit easier. That way I'm not running around crazy. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, we've custom built a 
toolboxes into housing all of our head units. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, I, I was I was at a Callaway demo day not long ago and they had four different drivers and six different sets of irons. And it's like, I don't I mean, yeah, I can hit it. I can see it. But like the fitting is where where it really gets dialed in for for the player. So let's say that I knock on the door and I say, hey, I want fit for clubs. What's that process look like? We're doing a full bag. How long is it going to take? What's it going to cost? What are we going to do? What am I going to leave with? Kind of just give us an overview of what the fitting process looks like for somebody coming in for a full bag fitting. Yeah. So for the full bag fitting, uh, we generally block off three and a half hours. Something like that is going to run you uh, 325. Um, but some of that is put back into if you do purchase. Um, so during that process, we really look at everything in the bag driver all the way down to wedges. Um, if you wish to add a putter, we can even do that too. We utilize either the Adele putting tech, uh, putting fitting system or Sam putt technology, um, which is really great. It's, it's just as good as TrackMan. It measures 28 components of just your putting stroke. So uh, if you didn't think there was that much to measure, there is. <laughs> so you, you basically just stole the next two questions. So thanks for that. Um, you're, you're playing along nicely here. I don't even have to ask the question. You just answer the question. So now, <laughs> yeah, it's match play. So I just beat you with, uh, with a bogey, um, the way I've been playing right now, that's probably pretty good. Now <laughs> let, let's segue that. So let's say that somebody comes in and says, I only want a putter fitting, or I only want wedges. Can I piecemeal that? Can I pick and choose what I want fit for? Or is it all bag or, or nothing? Oh, no, it's, it's definitely what the customer wants and what the customer needs. We're here to make this game better, uh, but also more fun. Uh, I think when we can shoot better scores, we make the game much more fun. Uh, to give you a little bit more background about myself, I am a PGA professional. So obviously our goal in this game is, is to grow it, uh, to make it better, and to keep those that are playing it in the game longer. So that when I take that into consideration, that, that's really my ultimate goal at the end of the fitting is, is to make sure that the person is really going to leave enjoying the game of golf and, and playing a better game when they leave, or if they have something that works for them, to me, it doesn't matter if it's from Walmart and you bought it at a box set or you had somebody else custom build it for you. Everybody has a little bit of different beliefs, but if, if you're already maxed out from TrackMan, I'm going to say, guess what? Enjoy your day. I'm all here for you anytime you need, but today I can't help you. So do you save money? Hey, you you took two. I'm bringing two. See that we're back to even par here. So <laughs> let's say somebody wants to get a driver fitting, right? So the the cost is what for a driver fitting, and then a part two of that, do they save money by getting more things fit? Like a full bag, you said was three twenty five or whatever. What's what's a is a driver more expensive than wedges and irons? Like what kind of what's that look like? Does the price break down even, or is it cheaper if you do the full bag? It's definitely cheaper as you go up um, in categories. So the way we break it down is just a, a single category. So whether you want that to be the driver, the fairway woods, hybrids, irons or wedges alone or putter alone, uh, we can do that. If you want to add an additional category, it's 125 for the single category and each additional 75. Um, so obviously, if you think five times the additional 125 and four of the 75, you're way above three fit, 325 by the time you get to the full bag. So I see a lot of members out on the range and your cart is actually on the member side of the range at Tiburon Golf Club. What percentage of members at Tiburon have you fit and are you actively looking 
to work with members? Are you trying to get a relationship built with the membership at Tiburon? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I I definitely think that as we made the move outdoors onto the member side of the range, it's definitely helped our percentages go up with mem member participation. Uh, myself personally, this season I've helped over ten different members, um, and that's just on the complete side. I've I've talked to many, maybe over thirty different members that have at least come up with questions who may not necessarily gone through the fitting process. And, and for those of you at home, uh, once upon a time, the fittings were done literally right behind me in my office space. So for what it's worth, no offense, I miss you. And I, I, I have to walk to the range to see you now, or you have to come open the door for me whenever I'm walking through the clubhouse. And that's an inside joke, but I make him open the door for me sometimes. The, the silence that I can now have on a daily basis versus hearing drivers being ripped into a net, thank you for moving. And it's hey. glad to know that it's benefiting you as well. So, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to clear out some of the noise there. And I, I know, you know, driving them through the net could be a, a little bit uh, noise racking. So uh, there, there is a hole in the wall from one that went through the net and through the wall. I'm sure you've seen that. So, so two sheet rocks. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it, it helps when you have a long drive uh, winner or past winner come in and, and look for a fitting to, to get some holes in the wall. <laughs> so you guys offer additional customization, you know, things like club etching. Tell us a little bit more about that. And is that popular? Because that's cool, right? Like my new irons that I have, I, I've got my name on them and my grips, um, my Twitter handles on them. And that's cool. Yeah. I mean, the customization of the golf club is, is starting to become something that's almost normal so to speak. It's, it's, it's always been around. I mean, even in, in high school and I, I know I look young, but we're talking 10 years ago, almost um, when I graduated high school, it was still a thing um, of having, you know, some stamps or a little bit of an etch if, if somebody had the possibility of doing so. And, and to see it blow up to the possibilities of today of, I mean, I, I could literally take a picture of you and I sitting together and etch it onto a golf club today. So to, to have that and, and, you know, see that ability, it's just been awesome. Because, I mean, who doesn't love having something personalized like you, your hashtags? How important is that to you? And all it takes is somebody to pick up your club and know a, a way to learn who you are. Um, so as far as the customization it just adds that personal touch. I think it gets the person going a little bit more when they grab that club, they hit that shot. They say, yeah, look at this club. This is me. So who's your target demographic? I mean, you're located here in Naples. Two part question. Are you located anywhere else besides Naples? And who is the target demographic? Because for a lot of the people that live in Naples, especially during the winter months, it's an older demographic. So where are you located besides Naples, if anywhere? And what's your target demographic and your marketing efforts? Yeah, so we do have an appointment-only uh, location on the West Coast at North Palm Beach Country Club, the public course uh, donated actually by Jack Nicholas for a dollar. Um, so if you're interested in the story, he actually donated a, a course designed for a dollar to the city of West Palm, um, which I thought was pretty amazing. But, yes, yeah, so like I said, we are appointment-only there. As far as age range, uh, we offer fittings from junior level um, all the way up to the, the seniors. Uh, most of my clients right now, I would probably say the average age is 62. Um, but it doesn't mean we can't help the younger people. Also, uh, we've worked with over 150 different tour pros. 
Uh, we've built sets for them multiple of times into tournaments as well. So my last question was, have you fit any tour pros? So that's now three questions that you've stolen. So anyone keeping score at home, I think he's one up. But we're about ready to enter the back nine. So hang on, because we got some good questions tonight. We could literally spend, and in the conversation, what's interesting to have another fitting company on, on the show is the conversations with Doc, it, it's different. He's doing the exact same thing you're doing, but he's doing it completely different. And he's using similar technologies and he's fitting different clubs and so forth. I know he works a lot with PXG. And it's just, it's cool to be able to hear two sides of the spectrum. And, and I guess a final, so since you stole, all, yeah, see, take this. I'm, make, I'm winning this one. <laughs> I go to Golf Galaxy or I go to Dick Sporting Goods when they actually had PGA professionals or I go to the PGA Superstore. I can get fit. Are they better than Tour Fit? Are they cheaper? Like, what's what's the the competition in this space like? Cheaper. I I, I hate to say yes, but in, and here's why they are cheaper. So the, the manufacturing, as we think as mass production, um, it allows me to have a job. Um, they have variances as to what they can send out the clubs. Uh, most of the public, unfortunately, doesn't know this, um, and that's a bad part about it. Um, but it doesn't mean that we can't educate them. And it's not that I'm bad lashing anybody um, from the manufacturer. I, I understand it. When you're building 20,000 plus golf clubs a day to substitute the market there and the demand, we need to find out a way to make them go out as fast as possible. Um, but to give you an idea, a lot of these variances can happen on length, swing weight, loft and lie. And those are very important things. Oh, and the most important, I'm sorry, is frequency. Right. So the whole stiffness of the club, it can be up to 10 cycles off. We're talking about a whole flex. So I fit you for a certain flex. Imagine getting a flex less than that or a flex above that. Um, so like I said, that's kind of why it gives us a job. It's kind of why they're cheaper. Um, so to give you an idea, generally speaking, a custom fitted set would run you about two times retail. But what you're doing is you're getting that variance cut out of the situation. You're having somebody that that knows how to build golf clubs in Naples, Florida, build the golf clubs for you the exact same way that where you were fit. So uh, as we are kind of talking about the big box stores is what I like to call them. Yes, you are getting fit by a PGA professional, but they have no control over what's been ordered and once it's been ordered. So once it gets to the manufacturing hands, there's just no saying in what you're going to get. And does most of it work? Yes, but that's why everybody has a favorite club in their bag too from the manufacturers because that one is built exactly the way it should be for that person and the rest of the set is close to what it should be. That's really cool. Good answer. I like that. Now, the front nine was all about the brand, all about the business. It was all the tech stuff. We got that out of the way. Let's jump into the back nine where it's fun, kind of more focused on you, game of golf. Thank you, first off, for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Like, I literally, not that I don't talk to you for hours on end when we're at Tiburon, but it's fun to be able to kind of hear a little more about the, the intricacies of a company that's, that's just doing club fitting. So now over to you. What golf ball are you currently playing? Um, so right now? Um, that's probably the worst question you can ask a, a, a recent college graduate because <laughs> I play almost anything I can find. But uh, no, I, I'll be honest with you. Right now I'm playing the, the Strixon um, Z-Star. Okay. I, I tried that. I, I, that's I, the last, last dozen I've purchased. And hopefully that is the last dozen I purchased. <laughs> so how far do you hit your driver and be honest? I've never played with you, but. 
I'll, I'm one to be honest on driving distance because I couldn't show up even if I wanted to lie. Um, right now it's about 265. Um, the, the, the plan this summer is to hit the gym. Um, you know, I'm going to throw in a little gidget here is super speed golf that just came out or super speed sticks. I'm sorry. I should know their name a little bit better. Um, but they're going to be launched. They've launched and grown hugely. And I'm, I'm going to be a new team member and jump on board with them and try to get my swing speed going up a lot more. All right. That means you're giving me four strokes aside. That's what you yep. do. <laughs> what is your favorite golf movie? Uh, my favorite golf movie. Um, I would have to say the greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf. That's been a popular answer on this show recently. Like, you know, as much as I love Adam Sandler and, you know, somehow today we got some sloppy joes for our, our nice employee meal. They were so um, good, too. They were delicious, but it makes me think of Billy Madison when he's in, in the cafeteria and the ladies telling him that she made him extra sloppy for them. And so, you know, I was thinking about Happy Gilmore today, but I, I can honestly say I think the greatest game ever played is a little bit better. And a cool fact about that, my uncle actually worked on that. Uh, he, he does some production set management sometimes for some films. He's done some films you might heard of, like X-Men and stuff like that. He's done quite a few of those. Um, but that film was at, uh, the greatest game actually ever played was actually filmed in Montreal. So No kidding. If you think there's a 30-minute conversation with him, that'd be an awesome, awesome guest to have on the show. We had the... Um, a gentleman from Tommy's Honor, a, uh, a movie that actually, if you haven't seen it, it's really well done. That um, was featured on Old Tom Morris and Young Tom Morris. And okay. I had him actually, he was on the show right before I went over to Scotland to play the old course. So that was a good timing. And to hear him talk about that movie and, and the production of that film. So if you think that tying that in to the fact that the greatest game ever played has been mentioned on this show time and time again, if you think there's a half an hour conversation, let's introduce and get him on this show. That'd be a good follow up. You got it. So the Masters starts tomorrow. You know who I think is going to win. Who do you think is going to win? You know, Ricky, I, I I can't say that I'm a, as I'm I'm a fan of Tiger. I don't know if I'm that's a what die you said. That's it. Next question. You said Tiger. <laughs> I yeah, honestly, no. I I, I can't say that Tiger's not going to win. I I'm hoping hoping that he does win uh, with every might. Um, but if I had to choose a backup. I had to choose a backup. My, my favorite right now is Jason Day. I think he's going to come out of nowhere and, and finally post some good numbers. I'm just glad you didn't say Patrick Reed because I would just shut this laptop and this conversation would be you over. You would both. <laughs> the fact that he wears red and black on Sundays, Tiger should literally walk up to him and smack him and be like, you do not do that again. Smack him. Yeah, he, you know, it, the youngin needs to learn. Yes, he does. <laughs> comments that he said a few weeks ago about Jordan Spieth too like wow like yeah he's I mean and that it, to come from the guy who said he's the greatest golfer after winning I think it was one PGA tournament but let's let's compare it to some of the other guys who have won more than five <laughs> yeah or like Tiger who are about ready to win a hundred so exactly <laughs> who is in your perfect foursome Oh my! I love this question. So my, my my perfect foursome is definitely not the average golfer. I feel like the average golfer has like all four golfers, but no, mine mine would be Justin Timberlake, Bill Murray. Good pick. Good pick. Yes, and then Tiger, of course. Well, they're all golfers. I mean, Justin's got a good game. Well, okay. Yes, plays they're all golfers, game. but they're not professional golfers. Good call. That's not a bad. So whenever somebody asks me that question, I'm like Tiger. 
And then they say, who else? And I'm like, well, no, there's no one else. Yeah, we're just going to play 36. That way we can just play faster as a twosome. <laughs> he's also giving me four shots a hole. I set aside for you, but he's per hole. What oh, is the yes. best golf course you've ever played and the worst? Ooh. <laughs> um, the best golf course. Tiburon. Oh, <clears throat> Tiburon. <laughs> the newly Tiburon Gold Course is, is definitely a fun one, fun track. I'd have to say my my least favorite is um, Do not say Tiburon or I'm gonna scream. It, it can it be like six of the black holes, the black horse holes, and then like six Only of another number two is one of those six. Oh yes, no, it's it's number one on those That's six. That's the hardest yeah. hole in Southwest Florida, right there. Oh, man, I, I kid you not. But no, I'd probably say the worst course I had to play was Arrowhead Golf Club as, as a high school student. I want to play there. It looks fun. It, all right. Layout-wise, it's great. It's a fun time. But the condition I've always played it in, not so much. Okay. I'm going to play it like in the middle of July when it's absolute baked and it's 110. It's going it's- to be brown and it's going to be – Patchy. <laughs> and I can afford it. <laughs> I assume but, you have, but have you ever had an ace? Uh, I have. Uh, just one. So I, I have so many sub stories that I'm trying to hold back from, but this one is – I got to tell this one. I don't even know if you know this one. So, um, My this, wine glass this, is empty, so hurry. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so to, to date you back to – my. Sophomore year of college, I'm, I'm on one of my internships at a public course here in, in Fort Myers, Florida, where I live, Stony Brook Golf Club. Awesome, awesome 18-hole facility. I was on hole number seven. A couple days before, a lady had come in and dropped off some stuff from her deceased husband. Said, unfortunately, obviously, he won't be using this anymore. I need to donate this stuff. Do you have anyone to give it to? So we had clubs to give to the junior golfers, golf balls, things like that. Um, but the size 10 and a half pairs or size, sorry, size 10 shoes weren't going to fit any of the juniors. So uh, you can guess who might've taken the pair of custom uh, my joys. <laughs> so uh, all I want to say is thank you, TJ. I happened to be wearing his shoes that day. And uh, I, I got I got an ace. So I, I looked up and I thanked TJ from the sky and you know, the golf god that day. <laughs> that's awesome. You have told me that story, but you can tell me that again because that's a fantastic story. And that's absolutely why you got that. And I wear a size eight, maybe nine and a half. So I'd be happy to like, you know, slop around in those shoes if you ever want to let me yeah, try to make I an mean, ace. Like I said, the, the fact that they were my joys, I said, I can't pass these up. And I still use his towel today. It's, no it's I got to keep it. So this is a very important question, and it's a recurring segment here on the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. Every guest has asked this. Some answer it correctly, some not. Do you think Tiger breaks Jack's record? Why or why not? And before you answer, be very careful because you see me on a daily basis, and based on how you answer this is going to base on our relationship going forward. So. No, like I said before, you know, on the fact of him winning the Masters, I'm 100% with you. I I definitely think he does. Um, I hope and it happens this year. <laughs> oh, now come on. It can't happen this year. He's going to win five more. Okay, sorry. So this He wins all four this year and then wins one more next year. <laughs> That's a little aggressive, like even for me. Like he's got like 36 – 
to 40 more majors in his career if he stays healthy. And getting five in the next two years, that's a little <laughs> aggressive. I want one in the next two years would be fun. No, I, so, here's down. the thing. The, the way I personally feel about it, so Chip Ezig was on this show not long ago, and, and he made the comment that if Tiger wins one more, he breaks the record. That's all he needs. And and to be completely honest, he has impressed the hell out of me from his comeback for having gone three years and basically not playing any golf, barely able to walk, getting arrested and doing that whole thing, all of the stuff with the media, yada, yada, yada. And in the last five tournaments, he's made four cuts and two of those tournaments he should have won and was in the top five in the top 10 of three of them. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I right there with you i mean it's unbelievable to see the recovery that he's come from um obviously i grew up kind of watching tiger and watching him dominate so to see him leave the field and and to to think that um pass ratings fun fact for you the pass ratings were like 3.7 3.1 on the last couple of tournaments the first tournament he comes back or i believe it might have been the valspar was 5.7 uh, of people tuning in, which is unheard of. I mean, that you're talking about 2 million people just to watch one guy. It has one to guy. be. has to be. And, and I'm not going to get into the whole hashtag goat. Like, he is. That, that should be like one. What I should do is I should get someone that doesn't think he's the goat and do just a 30-minute just fight. It would turn into an hour fight <laughs> back and forth. Like, there's a gentleman who I follow on Twitter who actually – just last week, it's pretty funny. So just last week, they released this new Bridgestone golf ball. Mm -hmm. And it's the exact ball. It's a replica of what Tiger plays. It's got Tiger stamped on the side of it. And he's on the front of the of the dozen golf balls. It's limited edition. Retails 99 bucks. And a gentleman that I follow on Twitter, tip of the cap to him, because I tweeted his picture about getting those and said, hey, are these going to be retail? I would love a dozen for my collection. He responded to me via direct message offered to send me a dozen and I now have a dozen of those golf balls in my collection. And that's a cool little thing, right? And it's a gentleman that I pretty much argue with on Twitter about Tiger being the goat on an almost daily basis. So tip of the cap to him. And I appreciate, and it's funny, he lives in Orlando too. So it was, it was a short, uh, short drive and sent him a quick check and a thank you note. So I uh, actually, he's, he's a golf writer and I hope to have him on, this show sometime during season three, because um, if nothing else, we'll just talk about that. Like he doesn't think Tiger's the greatest. He's wrong, but he doesn't think Tiger's the greatest. And who, who does he him. think? Jack, of course. Everybody thinks Jack's the greatest. And I, I love the argument. Jack has 18 majors and Tiger's only got 14. So Jack's the greatest. And I'm like, cool. That's, that's why Tiger should play four times a year. Then why play in the other 15, 18 tournaments that he plays? Those must yeah. not matter. The other 45 events that they have every year don't matter. And what he's done for ticket sales and sponsors, and, and I, it's been probably five years or more. Phil Mickelson was, was doing an interview, and they asked him something about Tiger, and he was like, look, I'm a millionaire because of him. So thank you, Tiger. And I, I, I get the whole, you know, the, the young guys are better because, you know, and they, they're not afraid of him. And I'm sorry, but if on Sunday at Augusta this week, Tiger standing next to Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas or Jason Day or Dustin Johnson, you name it. They're going to be f afraid knowing they're playing for second place, regardless of what he has been through because of what he has done. 
I think if, if it wasn't for Rory chipping in and then going as ham as he did on the final closing holes and Tiger not losing that first ball on 16, uh, it would have been a different story. It would Tiger have been Tiger's first. Three. He doesn't hit it out of bounds. He wins by three. Yep. Like, that's the margin we're talking about to a guy that hasn't played in three freaking years. Yes. So enough about Tiger. What's <laughs> next for Alex and Terrific Golf Labs? Uh, so we're gonna um, we're winding down for our season. So our, our next thing is trying to help as many of the local pros as possible. Um, that, that's my goal is to to get my name out there and help all of the local pros get better, get fitted, um, just make their stuff better. So when they play in front of their members, they're enjoying themselves, they're staying consistent. And then for me, on a personal note, I'm uh, I'm gonna try to qualify for the U.S. Open this year. Um, once again, um, tried twice before and failed. So maybe third time's the charm. Um, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for myself and, and pushing hard. I'm going to really put it in, in, in some work in the past years. I, I kind of put in half the work and, and now that I know what it takes and how close I got last time, I definitely want to go harder at it this time and, and possibly playing some section events too, and see if I can bring home some extra paychecks, just playing some, some rounds of golf and feel what it is to get paid to do it. So you're playing the tips, I'm playing the member tees, and I get 15 shots aside. You just ruined that right there. So now I win before, I mean, I'm sorry, you're trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. I'm just trying to hit, hit the ball past you. So you're playing from the tips. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It was so fun. I, I, I get to see you so much during the week at Tiburon. I know what great job you're doing with Brandon and everybody else with Terrific Golf Labs. It's been fun being able to learn more about the plug fitting process, knowing what's in the cart, having seen what's in that cart, and you did a Facebook Live video not long ago that was really fun showcasing what you guys do out there on the range at Tiburon. So thank you again for coming on the show, man. It's been so much fun getting to know you. This episode is going to be on YouTube. It'll be on iTunes and Google Play via podcast. It'll be on That's Facebook and Twitter. Ricky. Thank you. I'm going to start telling people that. I'm not going to ask. Don't, don't, I don't, I'm not asking you, sir. Subscribe. Do yes. it. That way Just do it. we got a lot of great guests coming up this season. And Alex is a prime example of one of those guests. That's It's definitely a guest that you wouldn't expect and excited to have had him tell his story. So look for this episode. It's not hard to find. Alex, a tip of the cap for you for coming on the show. As always, on the hashtag Wednesday Match Plays, you have to remember to eat, sleep, sleep.